Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, Say this when you pray, Father, may your name be held holy, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive each one who is in debt to us, and do not put us to the test. He also said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and goes to him in the middle of the night to say, My friend, lend me three loaves, because a friend of mine on his travels has just arrived at my house and I have nothing to offer him. And the man answers from inside the house, Do not bother me, the door is bolted now, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up to give it to you, I tell you. If the man does not get up and give it him for friendship's sake, persistence will be enough to make him get up and give his friend all he wants. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For the one who asks always receives. The one who searches always finds. The one who knocks will always have the door open to him. What father among you would hand his son a stone when he asks for bread? Or hand him a snake instead of a fish? or hand him a scorpion if he asks for an egg. If you then who are evil know how to give your children what is good, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. The disciples ask Jesus, teach us how to pray. Maybe it's the first thing we must remember. It is that we don't know how to pray. The disciples have been living with Jesus. The disciples have seen Jesus praying. And this is so important. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but the the first time in your life where you've been moved by somebody praying. Maybe it's your mother. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's when you were young with other young people. As for me, I remember very well going to a pilgrimage 
in Rome in 1975 was the holy year with Paul VI. And in that pilgrimage there were some young people. I was not with them. I was young myself, but I was not with them. But to see the way they prayed touched me. They were part of a little charismatic group linked to a parish in Paris. And then later on, to see the young people that gathered at the invitation of the Taizé community and the way they prayed. You can almost feel it. And then there is that question that comes. The question of the disciples to Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus answers. The first thing he says is Father. Father, that's important because it's really what Christian prayer is. We don't pray to a far distant God. Of course we adore God. But we pray in the words of Jesus. Father. And in fact, if you look at the original word that is Abba. Abba is Abba means daddy. So it's very intimate in between a child and his father. There is a very special relationship. And that's how we address to God. And we can do it. Well, of course, because Jesus asked us to do it. But also because for Jesus it is true. For us it is true also. But we are adopted children of God. Whereas Jesus is really the Son of the Father. Father, may your name be held holy. That's the first demand in the Our Father. Your name be held holy. The sanctity of God. And that throughout the world all would recognize it. And it's so important because it's thanks to that and I must say that only that there can be unity. You see when we uh, live if God is not there, but then what's the purpose? We are going to be terribly selfish. We will look only our own interests. And brothers and sisters, it's a great danger in our world of today. When you compare, I'm sorry to say that, but when you compare with 30, 40 years ago, those in charge of different uh, responsibilities well there's something missing and what is missing the presence of God the sanctity of God may your name be held holy you know the oath that is done in public service 
it is to God. Now, today you can ask, not doing it to God. But normally it's to God. And then you know that you are responsible in front of God. And it makes things so different. Your kingdom come. Ah, that's beautiful. Your kingdom come. Jesus came to announce the kingdom. When you say your kingdom come, it's not only let it be. It is I'm ready to take my share. I'm ready to contribute to that. And you know, certainly, that's something on which the Catholics, at the times of the Reformation, insisted. Of course there is the grace of God. And this is great. And maybe sometimes we forget it a little bit. That is true. But they are also our deeds. They are also what we do. The way we contribute to have the kingdom of God coming to us. And that is so important. It's our contribution. And then forgiveness. Forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive each one who is in debt to us. And you know, brothers and sisters, when we have this beautiful gesture expressing peace, we can't do it honestly if we keep any grievance to one of our brothers in our heart. Then if we do that, we are disrespectful of the Eucharist which we are about to receive. Forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive each one who is in debt to us. And do not push us to the test. This is also beautiful. Humility. Knowing we are not perfect. It's very strange, brothers and sisters. When the relationship with God disappears, we think we are perfect. We don't see our sins. We don't see that we need the forgiveness of God. All this, brothers and sisters, we will ask to the Virgin Mary. Her prayer was perfect. She was immaculate. She is the mother that teaches us to pray with Jesus, our Father. Amen.